Weddings ish, 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 weddings ish. With Jove. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Weddings Ish with Jove. This episode, we have our wedding planning tip where I talk all about kids at a wedding. We, of course, have our Real Housewives Roundup, and I sit down with my dear friend and talented photographer, Amber Grass. Enjoy! Our wedding planning tip this episode is all about kids at a wedding. I think when it comes to talking about kids at a wedding, I think the inkling is there that sometimes you want the joy and the happiness and the celebration that a child brings to be there with you to celebrate your special day. But I want to say that's not necessarily always true. I have seen some horrific children at weddings that sort of steal the attention or cause a scene. Um... Of course, they don't mean to do that. They're kids, right? But the reality is, is that it happens. We had one wedding where a bride hadn't seen her father in a long time because he was off at war. And when he came back, uh, they had their first dance. And it was the most beautiful moment, the father-daughter dance. And there was this little kid next to them dancing, spinning in circles, like three or four years old, taking all the attention, pulling all the focus. The parents did nothing. The parents probably didn't even know what was going on because they don't look at their kid anymore. But all of us were absolutely staring at this child. And that really special moment was less special because that kid sort of took away the glimmer of that moment from the bride and her father. That being said, not every kid is crazy or going to steal the thunder or the adventure of the wedding day. And not every parent is maybe not attentive. But in reality, parents don't notice things about their kids that the rest of us without children do notice, like a crying child or a sniffly child or a stompy child. It's a kid, so naturally they're loud, they're needy, and they can't really help themselves in all areas of their life. That's why they have parents. But sometimes in large crowds, kids get lost. If it's an outdoor wedding, they'll run, they'll play, they'll scream. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong and that are unpredictable with children. It's just deciding if it's worth it or not. So we say make a uniform policy when it comes to kids. So welcome them with open arms or decide no kids, adults only. Or the third option is you are allowed to have or bring children for immediate family only. I mean, if your brother or sister has a baby or a kid, how can you say no? That being said, if they don't have a baby or a newborn, they may be thrilled to leave the baby or the child at home with the sitter for a couple of days or a long weekend so they can get away. But again, I think it's really about making a policy and sticking with it. So welcome those kids with open arms, have adults only, a child-free wedding, or limit it to immediate family only. Whatever you do, stand your ground, be strong. People with kids need a break. Do them a favor, don't have them at your wedding. If they live local and you want the the kid for the ceremony, maybe a ring bearer or a flower child, then definitely they can come for that portion, maybe even stay through cocktail hour. But no kid is really ready to sit through a seated dinner, speeches, and a dance party that goes way past their bedtime. So my honest recommendation is kids do not belong at a wedding. If you want them to be there, just be ready for anything that can happen. Potentially provide a babysitter that day. Make sure you have crayons or or fun things for the kids to do while they're at the dinner table. And if the kids are old enough, maybe even have a kid's table where all the kids sit together with a nanny or with a babysitter so that they have someone to give them the attention that they need and deserve so the adults can focus on having a great time. Regardless, whatever decision you make, do what's best for you, your fiance, your family, and your friends. But once you make the decision, stick to it and either way, have fun. The Real Housewives Roundup. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is finally getting a little bit more interesting this season. We've moved away from Erica not wearing underwear, and now we're really obsessed with this sort of Eden-Lisa-Renna battle against Kyle and Kim, and she said, she said, she didn't say, she did say, and all this back and forth. And Lisa-Renna is just stirring the pot by sharing her feelings with Eden. Eden's then sharing that with Kyle, Um, and our other Lisa because she wants to become friends with them. So she wants to make sure that she's just saying like, this is not my opinion about your sister, but this is coming from Lisa Rinna. 
And Lisa Renna, my favorite, this bitch is like, I never said that. No, never. Not once. I mean, it's all on camera. We're going to see all of it. Just come clean. But I also feel like she just got a runny mouth and she just speaks all the time and just talks. Whatever she's thinking, she says whatever she's feeling. She says there's no filter. So because there's no filter, she lets it all out and probably clearly doesn't remember what she said. So I know that all of this right now feels a little bit redundant, but I think when it comes to the reunion, it's going to be gold. I mean, they are really going to have it out for each other because they'll, of course, Bravo will play back the tape of when Lisa Rinna said your sister is near death or close to death. I mean, that's a big accusation, especially for someone who we've watched year after year struggle with addiction. And it seems like this year she's not a main character. She's a guest. She's focusing on her life and being a grandmother and her daughter. And it seems like she's maybe at the healthiest place we've ever seen her. So to make such a drastic accusation just feels so wrong. But I do wonder what Lisa Renna has on Kim, like what her vengeance is there. Kim is correct. She never said anything about Lisa Renna's husband. Not a word. She just said, don't make me talk about your husband. But she didn't actually say anything. She didn't talk any trash. But I'm so curious, like what Harry Hamlin did or didn't do that would cause such a reaction last season. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if we'll ever know. I think we can all make assumptions and thoughts about what would make someone act out so crazily. But on the back end, sometimes they have their sweet moments and they really helped at that kitchen and Lisa Renna got her award. And it was nice to see the women giving back. I think that that's always an important thing. Although in Bravo, really, it's not where we watch. We don't watch to feel good about these women. We watch to sort of see their inner workings of their relationships and sort of how demanding they are and how much shit-talking they do and how important they think they are. Um, you know, it's all of those things. Lisa Vanderpump, on the other hand, oh, just buying my son a condo because I bought my daughter a condo. I just feel like live your best life. Good for you. Feel free to be my mom anytime you want. I will take a condo and you can even design and furnish it as well. No problem. I mean, that is money, honey, to buy two kids, two condos in a year. That is fantastic. And her businesses are doing well and she's just expanding and growing and I'm thrilled for her. I will have to say that I've had a change of heart for Dorit. She's growing on me um, as a person. I don't know if it's the editing or if she's warming up or we're just sort of seeing her in a different light, but I really do love her a little bit more than before. I was hard on her, but now I like her and I think she's interesting and I'm more curious to know what's going on in her mind. And I think when they let us in to see her as a mom with her kids one-on-one and the challenges her kids face and sort of her as an honest mother, not sort of a housewife or a TV personality or the friend of her famous uh, roommate. You know, I think I really felt closer to her this most recent episode, and we'll see how that evolves and where it goes, Um, as I'm also really curious about Erica and what that statement is about what she goes to bed with every night. I mean, bravo, stop the long-form ad and like show me what's going to happen. I mean, I thought her and Tom had sort of such a strong marriage for over 15 years, but we'll see. Perhaps it's something big, perhaps it's something small. Only time will tell. Weddings-ish! I am beyond excited to be sitting across from the creative, talented... I don't know. I think of you as like the lady of laughter. I don't know. You have such a great laugh. Uh, photographer. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Everyone needs to hear it. Amber Gress, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back from California. Thank you. How was the warm weather? Um, actually, it rained a lot while I was oh, there. No. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It's still not crazy snow, and it was still amazing, and I love it no matter what. So yeah. But it was great. Are you from California originally? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. try, I was trying to think of how we first met, and I had to do some Googling um, because I have a bad memory, and it was 2013. I know. I know. Can you believe you've <laughs> known me for four years? No. I, I mean, I can and I can't. It feels like forever at the same yeah. time. How could it already be four years? Right? Like, you blink and all of a sudden, where are we? It's 2017. <laughs> 
here we are in my apartment. It's such a cute apartment. <laughs> if you hear any noises, it's her cute cat, Louie, mm-hmm. who is watching us. I can see Louie. Is he? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I am watching you. Um, so 2013, we met. I was sort of just launching my company officially at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had been, this is embarrassing, but okay. I guess I'll talk about it. <laughs> I was filming a reality TV show pilot. Uh, that's right. I and remember. I needed to put together a full wedding in like a day. Um, so that's sort of how we met. That's where I met you, uh, Thea, Patricia, mm-hmm. um, Saucy by Nature, a bunch of people. Yep. And from there, I feel like our relationship has just blossomed. I think so. You think so? Oh, no. <laughs> No, of course, of course. That's really where it all started. Yeah, and I was looking at those photos, and it's a different Job four years ago. It was, a, it was, a, it was a different everyone. Yeah, four years ago. It's kind of amazing how styles and trends evolve and change, and what you thought was like really chic then is maybe not so chic now. You know what's funny is I'm looking at them, and I'm like, yeah, it might not be our style right now, but it's. Not bad either. I'm just like, sure. it's just different. It's like yeah. still well done, well put together, yeah. like a great roster of people. And I'm like, oh, it's still cute. Yeah. You know, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. A totally different style yeah. than maybe what we're both doing today. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you take your first photo? Oh, God. How did you become a, a wedding photographer? Uh, so I was really thinking about all of these things before because I'm like, I'm not used to talking about this, so I have to think of some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you've got to think about you and talk <laughs> totally. about you. Totally. So I was like, okay, where? how did this really start? But honestly, when I was a kid, I, I think I've been obsessed with photography forever. And when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I used to, my grandma had tons of cameras. She gave us cameras. We had Polaroids. Oh, interesting. But the other thing was, is I was obsessed with hair and makeup and my sister will always makes fun of me and says like I was your human Barbie doll oh like you would dress her I would dress my sister up and put makeup on her and do photo shoots that's so funny (laughs) when we were like eight nine ten years old do you have some of these pictures Um, I'm well the sad part is my mom's house burned down in 2006 so a lot of that stuff is gone gone. yeah like a lot of my early work a lot of um even before I started photography I was painting a lot so mm-hmm. my mom had all these paintings I had done yeah like in high school and and I would look at them as an older person and be like wow those are kind of cool because I felt like I wasn't a good painter huh. that's kind of why I switched to photography oh really I so originally this, painting mm, was your thing just paint just art in general I was always into art and amazing okay. stuff and I had this friend in high school who was like amazing painter she was like the queen the star and she was younger than me too so I was like all right I'm kind of not that good I, I should oh, try no. something else <laughs> Isn't it crazy how we can be so insecure about our own work in comparison to somebody else? I I don't think I was even that insecure. I still thought I liked it, but I just felt like, I felt like I just wasn't getting what I wanted or something like that. And so anyways, to kind of flip-flop between those two things, I started doing, you know, just photos for fun with my sister. And anyways... Yes, we still had a lot of those photos, and I think my sister even has a lot of that stuff. I would love to share one on our website, I, if you can find something. Oh, it's going to be tough, but I'll see what I okay. can do. Um, I want to see your early work, oh, of hair and makeup and photography. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, they're just like snapshots <laughs> sure. or whatever. But uh, but I even set up like self-portraits. I remember one time on the farm, I remember we went out to the pond, and I was and it was like a gray day, and I was like, okay, we're going to go do a photo shoot, and I even set up like a mirror so I could see myself on the dock, and I had my sister... <laughs> Amazing. This is like the original selfie, by yeah. the way. Oh, are you are you saying you're taking credit for the original selfie? Uh, well, you know, not, not not credit, but I'm just saying there were people doing this before, before cell phones. Cell phones yeah. Okay. Um, All right. If you look at any like older, you know, photographer person's portfolio, everyone has like yeah. some form of, of selfie, selfie in there. Okay. Which which back then was just self portraiture. Okay. Well, all I'm hearing is you invented the selfie. So. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then in high school, I was, you know, taking art class, and I had an amazing art teacher who just really fostered my creativity. And mm-hmm. What was still, your medium, or you just did it all? Yeah, it was just, like, painting, and then we even did some, like, 3D stuff that was also not very good, but... <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. But, but I, well, it's just, like, you know, you're exploring. Yeah, you're, just you're like, a kid. Oh, okay, this is cool. 
whatever. I was just into art. I was into dressing up. I dressed crazy in high school. I had every haircut. Do you have photos of those? You know what's sad is I don't have anything. Oh, no. I did have a friend send me one crazy photo of me. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But that was you. I want that one. Okay. Ooh, honey, you're going to (laughs) die. That's what I want. So... Um, but in high school, I took my first black and white photography class. Okay. With film, because With there was film. not, digital mm-hmm, hadn't mm-hmm. been around. This, uh, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what year this was, <laughs> 1997. Okay. I wasn't trying to age you. Totally. It's <laughs> but all I good. just like to I'm clarify. I'm it. I'm like, you know what? I've been doing this well. Because I feel like photography, in many ways, when it was film, used to be an art. It was something yeah. that you really had to do a lot of work for. Oh, totally. And Today, I you pick up an iPhone and everyone's a photographer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does I don't even begrudge that. I'm just like, and I feel like here some photographers be like, oh, you know, like I think some people lament that, but I just feel like, oh, it's just life. Life changes. Things sure. change. You things can't evolve. like, yeah. But I do have to say I've been around yeah. <laughs> before that. <laughs> so you started with a black and white class. Yes. And I loved it. And I was like, and it, I, okay, so I started in high school and that was the year that El Nino happened as uh-huh. well. So, and I grew up on a, like, in a rural area right above Santa Barbara, so it's, like, lots of farms and cows and, like, all that kind of stuff, vineyards, and the whole town just got, like, crazy flooded, and it just looked insane, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go document this. Oh, interesting. And I went with my friend Will, who I lost my virginity to, and I'm still friends with. Ooh, girl! (laughs) And we we went, oh, oh, during during El Nino, yes. Oh, my God. Power was out, yes, and we were at Will. his house. Yeah, oh, totally. This is so hot. <laughs> so uh, we are like driving around because we were like total adventure kids. We uh-huh. love to just like go hike, explore, see everything. So we drove, and I had grown up on a farm, but I wasn't living on the farm anymore. We moved to town, so we we drove back down towards the area that I grew up, and the the roads were crazy flooded. There was crazy mudslides. and we're like driving through, and we're literally like floating through a huge river of water at this point and i know we messed up my mom's car just sure, doing that it. but anyways we found all kinds of cool stuff like a horse carcass like yeah someone like mud going up to somebody's like front door and i got yeah. all these photos like cool photos for a high school person mm-hmm. and for some sad and i had all this stuff like in a three ring binder and by the end of the semester, I lost this stupid binder. Oh, my god! So I don't have that. You don't have any of these photos. No, I have so much stuff that's just, like, gone. It's, so but you was, have the memory. I have the memory. It okay. was a magic time. It was really special, um, especially because that area is very dry. And mm-hmm. so it was, like, we, it was just, like, a really fertile time where, like, yeah. everything was turning green. It was gorgeous, and it was just kind of very different than we'd ever seen. Yeah, it was a drastic side of something. Yeah. So you were capturing that. Yeah. And so then after that, I didn't go to college right away because I was feeling so... I didn't know what to do. Such a rebel. I was just like, I don't know what to do with my life, you know? It wasn't that I wasn't doing well in school or anything. I just... I literally felt, like, lost, where I was like, I have no idea. I feel like that's a lot of (laughs) 18-year-olds. Totally. But but most people I know went to college right out of high Mm -hmm. school. But I was like, I, I just can't because I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And so I just took some time off. I went to Mexico for a little bit, for a couple of months, lived there, worked in a youth terrible. It was great. I, um. I took some time off in Mexico <laughs> for a few months where I could conveniently drink. Then, yeah, I guess so. But I don't Legally. think I was even that. You know, yeah, it. yeah, a little bit. Um, but not crazy. And, yeah. then, and then I came back home, got a job in a coffee shop, and... Um, Decided I was going to move to San Francisco because it was the cool, crazy place to move. Okay. But this was 98 by this time, and I moved there with $500. In your pocket. In my in my bank account. Who knows? I think I had a bank account. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Um, and then I had one friend there who set me up with a one-month sublet. And then I ended up staying there for two years, on and off. And um, during my, while I lived in Berkeley, oh, shoot. I can't even believe I have this. My 19th birthday, my mom gave me this camera that I have right this here. This camera. Which is crazy because my friend Justin has had this camera for 10 years and he finally just gave it back to me. Oh my God. <laughs> so you had it, you lent it to someone and you just got it back. I just got it back. Wow. So this was sort of one of your first cameras. <clears throat> yeah. That was my first like real, real camera. That, Film camera, obviously. Yes. 35 millimeter Pentax. Um, oh my gosh. And it's cute. I just started taking photos just of my friends and um, 
I just loved it. I would just get it developed at whatever Longs or... Oh, yeah. My friend worked at Longs in high school, so she developed all of our films. Are those way. around anymore? I, I feel like no they're not. I have no idea. But I remember but being a Californian that Longs oh, was yeah, a thing. Oh, yeah. My friend, Michelle Puente. Shout out to Michelle. Um, used to develop all of our film at oh, Longs. <laughs> <laughs> you had a film hookup. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's when you were living in Berkeley. Um... Yes. Um, no, that's when I was living back home before I moved. I forgot okay. that part, so I'm, like, jumping around. Anyways, then I was in Berkeley, got this camera, and then I would come home and Michelle would develop some yeah. film for me. amazing. <clears throat> and by that time, I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do. A bunch of my friends ended up moving to L.A., and my family had left. This is a whole other crazy story I won't get into. <laughs> so yeah, not the farm, because they, li- they were living in town by now, so they're living in town. But then my dad decides he's going to move everyone to New Mexico. So everybody moves to New Mexico. So I move home from Berkeley to help my family move. And uh-huh. this is like a major production. I mean, New Mexico is a whole other... It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to just hold off on that one because that's just too much. Yeah. Too much story <laughs> for you right now. Anyway, so... <laughs> gloss over that. So, so the family moved to yeah, New Mexico. So the family moves to New Mexico. <laughs> and at this time, like, I end up moving with them because I help them and I'm a major part of, like, this whole operation. So sure. By that time, I stay for a couple months, <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm going to move back to California. And all this crazy stuff happens. I'm just going to skip a few things. Anyway, so I just, I end up going to L.A. because I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, and I'd never pictured myself moving to L.A. I never thought, like, oh, I want to You don't give there. me the L.A. vibe. Oh, but it was also Berkeley, just, yes, it was also farm, just, like, yes. shitty back then. Like, L.A. was just, like, kind of a wasteland. It was just, mm-hmm. there was, you know, you just didn't really know what was going on there. So I moved to L.A., but I end up kind of falling into some cool circumstances, and I end up moving into this massive, like, warehouse loft space with a bunch of artists. Oh, okay. And by this time, I'm 20 years old, and still have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. As a 20-year-old, <laughs> that's still fair. still taking pictures uh, of people, and then While I'm, working odd jobs. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay. Like, working, mostly coffee shop. I worked in coffee shops for years. I'm like, oh, pumping out lattes, left, right, left, right, okay. <laughs> The artist dream, really. Oh, 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 I was good. <laughs> so, Could you make latte art? No. So you weren't It wasn't as popular. It wasn't oh, really? as popular. Then. There okay. was a few people who could do it, but now it's like, now I'm like, it's a thing. no, no, no. It's a whole I thing. Can't, I can't mess with that. <laughs> but I could make like 10 lattes in 10 seconds. Sure. You know yeah. You could pump them so, out. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, where we were living was really close to Los Angeles City College, mm-hmm. and that's where I was like, okay, I'm just going to take some general classes there so I can transfer and figure out what I'm going to do. I ended up going to LACC and going to the photo department and and end up making, like, all the best friends of my whole life that I'm still friends with now all in the photo department, including my teacher, Daniel Marlos, who's the best and everyone's obsessed with. Okay. Um, And he's just the most magical, creative, um, nurturing teacher you could have. And Uh he really just took us all under his wing and he taught us, like, the old school way. Okay. And he's just like this older queen who's fabulous and he wears yes. like these button up shirts that say that like he has embroidered all of them say casual observer on them. On all of his on clothes. All of his shirts. <laughs> I <laughs> and love he him. always wore cowboy boots oh and God. a bow tie. In LA. In LA. And he was oh the cutest and everyone's obsessed with him. Okay. And he had gone to LACC when he was younger. So uh-huh. he just really so my background comes from, like, this sort of traditionalist form. Like, a lot of people now are like, oh, let's experiment, let's do all this. It wasn't cool to do that then. It was okay. like, oh, you, there you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, there's rules. Okay. Yeah. And, and, like, this is how you do it, and this is what lens you use. And it's kind of like formal, what, what some people call straight photography. Okay. And it's like, you had to learn all of that. Before you could be like, yeah, I'm a photographer. Before you could experiment, even. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did, and I got crazy into... So it starts with black and white, and um, you got to, like, master all this black and white stuff with the grayscale and the the zone system, Ansel Adams, all that stuff. Anyway, so we had to do that. And then we also did color, and color is much more difficult in terms of, like, learning how to color correct. So it's like, yeah, everyone color corrects in Lightroom now, but back then I was doing it. Digitally, but previously it's yeah, in a it's like dark a machine, room. yeah. And you're like, like oh. one point magenta, two point yellow, like, oh. and you're like getting really into like this minutia. And literally, you could you could spend two days on one print, you one know? photo, one one photo, one final print. 
Wow. And then on top of it, your print would come out, and then maybe there'd be a little speck of dust on it. Then you'd have to take your little tiny paintbrush and do what's called spotting and essentially fill it in with ink that made it look like it blended in with the photo. Whoa. So that's why it was really an art form, yeah. because it was quite the process. <laughs> yes, it was very crazy. And with film, you can't just snap a million photos. Right, right. Oh, gosh. And then back then, I was even doing, like, large format and medium format. Large format, like, basically is four by five inches. That's how mm-hmm. big the film is. And <clears throat> you would get, like, one film holder would hold two pieces of film. So you'd go out with six film holders, you get 12 exposures. And that's it. That's it. And there's no autofocus? No. So you're manually focusing, yeah, and, setting and, everything up. And you're looking through a screen that's showing it to you upside down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's come a long way when you think about sort of where you started and what today is. <sighs> yes, it has. And to be honest, it was really difficult to make the transition for me because I had spent so many years investing into this. Honing a craft. Honing yeah. a craft that was becoming obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time... We weren't really aware of that. We knew that digital was happening, and I started learning digital. But when digital first started, it was hideous, and I hated it. And and I'd come from this line of, like, traditional photography, and seeing these new digital images was just hideous. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways, it was very difficult for me to transition to digital, and it actually took me a very long time. Because on top of it, digital has evolved so much since it came out. So even now, it's like... Well, first of all, digitally is just constantly evolving, and um, I just feel like even in the last, like, four or five years, I've finally gotten into a place where I'm like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. I know how to get the results I want. Sure, with what took, you have available. Yeah, yeah, because for so long, I was like, oh, it's so ugly, it's so hideous, and I just, I couldn't get it to a place that I really liked. So, again, I had to, like, basically start over from yeah, scratch. Yeah, from scratch. Yeah. And how did you do that? How did you sort of move from print to well, digital? I, okay, so after LACC, I went to Art Center, which is Art Center College of Design is in Pasadena, which is known for being like um, a good school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even want to go there. Not um, hair flip. So, okay. So it's more like it's more. I'm tr- okay, so like there are some schools that are like theory based, where you don't learn anything technically. Oh, okay. okay. You go, and it's like it's more about like why you're doing this and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, that okay? would make me crazy. That's more of an art school, traditional art school. The why, not the how. Yes, and this was a more of a how to school. Yeah. So like you could work on all your own projects, but there we were going to learn like how to be professional photographers. Got it. And so it was like I felt like oh I, ha- I felt like I had to learn all of this stuff before I could call myself a photographer. Sure. Which in retrospect is really silly. Yeah. And now I'm like whatever. Um, not, not whatever, but I just feel like a lot of artists and creatives like kind of hold themselves back sometimes mm-hmm. by feeling like they have to like know all of this stuff when in fact it's just like, you have to just do you it. You do it and then you become it. <laughs> yeah. You take pictures, so you're a photographer. It took a very long yeah. time is kind of what I'm saying. So okay. I was like, I'm going to learn all of this stuff. So at Art Center, I learned much, much, like I started shooting digital and honing my craft there. And there was, you know, great teachers there, a guy who, like, worked for Adobe directly, so he Mm -hmm. would teach us all this crazy stuff. And then also learning lighting, and so we were just learning how, basically, how to, like, produce our own commercial photo shoots. Amazing. Which is what you did when you were a kid anyway. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Did you call your sister back? Yeah, I'm like, Jen, can you come back? Um, I need a model. Um, I'll have a real hair and makeup artist, I promise. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, I thought I was going to become, well... I was like, I've always loved portraiture. That's my original love. Okay. And not, and it wasn't always necessarily about like fashion or anything like that. Even though I appreciate, I like art directing and stuff like that. But it was always about real people for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I used to photograph my friends a lot. So during that time, I have a crazy portfolio I can show you of just like all. It's all my friends, but mm-hmm. all my friends in LA are like at this time are like super creative, like. They're either actors or, like, choreographers mm-hmm. or designers. So I was giving them real stuff for them to use in yeah. real life. functional you know? photos. Yeah. It, but I was also building my portfolio. Yeah. And so I thought I was going to do, like, more, like, editorial, like, you know, photos of, like, people who, who's who of doing that and this uh-huh. and all that. Um, so I graduated from Art Center 
And during this time I'm working, I have a friend that I've started, my friend Toki, gotta give Toki a shout out. Um, we started LACC together, and he was a guy who, ju- well, he was from Mexico, so he could only go to certain, go to only a certain level before, mm-hmm. whatever. A- anyways, I'm not explaining that well. Regardless of such, Toki kind of started his career while we were at LACC. Oh, nice. And he was just such a badass and, like, kept going. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school, and you're going to start, like, your real-life career. And, but we're, we stayed together the whole time, and we would meet each other once a week to be like, look at each other's portfolio. Oh, nice little peer review. Oh, yeah. And we'd be like, okay. And we were so hardcore with each other, which we learned to be from one of our teachers, Agatha, who encouraged me to go to Art Center. And we'd be like, oh, no, this is shit. you got to get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh critic. We, and, but, like, that's what made us be good was sure. because we were never, like, fluffing each other up. You weren't settling. Yeah, we were both, like, or if something was great, we'd be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And then if something was bad, we'd be like, you got to get rid of it. So yeah. it was like we learned very early on to not get too attached. To your work. To your work. So there, it just became this thing of, like, all right, you just make work, make work. And if something's not good, just get rid of it because... Any kind of creative person has a hard time letting go of their work. Sure. Like, oh, I made this. And, uh-huh. you know, so, like, we just got pretty hardcore early on. Of, okay. Like, Don't worry about it. Just move on. Um, where I was going with that, I don't exactly remember. <laughs> but essentially that I had this friend. Oh, so, so Toki started working in L.A. and doing all these sort of, like, editorials and, like, for, like, small magazines, like, um... What's the LA Weekly, like, this other magazine? I don't know. He was doing a bunch of, like, small local magazines. He was working, which yes. is great. And I was working with him. So I would go, like, as his assistant, slash art director, slash boss. You slash know? do everything. Totally. Yeah. I was doing everything. So because of that, even though I wasn't necessarily shooting on all of these things, I learned a lot because, mm-hmm. like, we never had any kind of ego battle between us. Like, it yeah. was just, like, total synergy. You got a job, you and got if, a job. Totally. And if Toki, and Toki trusted, like, my point of view a lot okay and um so we would just do all these photo shoots of people we, we shot the shoes guy whatever that guy's name was what he was famous remember the guy who made the shoes yeah we shot the shoes guy in some like <laughs> random apartment we shot all these funny people like a news anchor yeah. so we're doing stuff like that and so i felt like that was the tra- trajectory that i was on and i worked for a couple other amazing photographers as well um <clears throat> so and that's all while i'm in school so i graduate and I'm like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I love that you, every step of the way, were sort of like unsure. Oh, yeah. I'm unsure the whole time. <laughs> I guess that's life when you're in your 20s. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you're allowed to be unsure. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was really scary because I felt like I had so much experience now. I felt like I knew what I was doing. I mm-hmm. felt like, but at the same time, had no clue. You yeah. know, in terms of, like, the real world. Like, sure. how am I going to get clients? Like, how am I going to make money how, from this? Totally. Yeah. So, then I have this great idea that I'm just going to move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to do Literally, it. Literally, you just decided. Oh, just as, oh, oh you have gosh. no idea. It happened out of the blue. I'm just, like, sitting there with a friend of mine. All of a sudden, I, I say, I'm moving to New York. And I don't even know where these words come from. They surprised you. Oh, they surprised me. I don't know where this came from. That's amazing. And I was, like, and I literally just remember, like, the words coming out and feeling like, oh, I want to, like, put them back in. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what I'm am I talking about? Because I'm the kind of person that is, as soon as I say something, like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And so I felt like, holy shit, I have to do this You have now. to move to New York, yeah. And at this time, I was in Northern California with my friend after I graduated just for, like, a little time off. So I go home, and I end up getting a job teaching in a high school. So I taught high school right before I moved to New York. Oh, I didn't know you were a teacher. Briefly, but it was okay. fun and I had a fabulous time. I could see you being a teacher. Oh, was, I taught high school at Miss Hollywood Amber? High. Miss Gress. Oh, Miss Gress. <laughs> Excuse me. Because it's like a high school, you know, in high school you don't call people their first name. Oh, their last name. Okay. Yeah. So I taught Photoshop and I had a blast and it was so fun and I had never done anything like it. I didn't even know how I was going to do it. Yeah. But I did But it. you did it. And it was great. And I loved I bet you were students. a great teacher. It was the best. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I wish I could go back sometimes. Okay. Um, so then I went home, and I got rid of all my stuff, and then I moved to New York. <laughs> oh Classic New York City story. Uh, get rid of everything. Yeah. Get on a plane, oh, one-way yeah. ticket. Yeah, with two suitcases. And, and that, that was, was it. it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And what happened here? You just decided, like, where, like, wedding-wise, so you go from learning the craft, mm-hmm. deciding, I don't know what I want to do, mm-hmm. honing the craft, mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do, mm-hmm. teaching the craft, mm-hmm. 
to then suddenly moving to New York City. Totally. So I was like, that's such a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So then I move here and I have nothing. Oh my God. No money and just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Oh yeah, starting over. It was great. Um, Eating beans every day and just. What neighborhood did you land in when you first got here? In Bushwick. So not really that far from here. Oh, okay. I actually lived pretty much in Bushwick. In the same neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Except deeper in, like before. There was people living in Bushwick out there. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I am like frantically looking for a job. I can't even find like a regular job, like even waitressing. So I, I, I got one waitressing job that was barely paying my bills. I was just working on the weekends brunch, and I'm like telling all of my friends that I know here, like, oh, I'm looking for a job, whatever. So this one girl goes, oh, I have a friend who works um, at. Elon artist, which at that time I didn't even know what that was. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, you should send them your resume. And I was like, cool. So I sent them my resume. So this girl, Michelle, is working there. I don't know her to the, anymore. But we're just going to call her. Her name was Michelle, but I yeah. don't know her. She's a friend of a friend. So I'm like, hey, Michelle. Or I send Michelle my resume. Michelle's like, oh, we're not really looking for anybody right now, but you should contact these people. So it was like a photographer on the roster. Uh-huh. And they're like, um, see if they need somebody. So I email them. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're looking for an intern. So I'm like, shoot, I'll take it. I'm anything. Like, anything. I'm like, I just need to feel like something is I need happening. to be doing things. <laughs> so I end up doing an internship at uh, Mel Barlow's studio. Oh, okay. And I was, didn't know you interned with her. Well, it was very brief. Okay. So it was like, so, because they were kind of like, like, so she had a studio manager at that time. And the studio manager was the one who hired me. Okay. And Mel was, like, off, you know. Around the world. Around the world. Doing her thing. Yeah. So, I, I'm like, I don't even think even Mel knew that she hired me. <laughs> so, I love then I'm, like, I love there. It. And I end up working there for, like, a Because it's an internship. I'm not getting paid. Sure. So, I'm just like, all right, three months is up, guys. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Unless you're gonna write a check. And totally. So, But it was great. It was a very... It was, it was a definitely a turning point for me because I'd never... I always thought, like, oh, I would do wedding photography... If I knew how to get clients or if sure. I knew anything about anything, yeah. so, but I didn't. And so working for Mel, like I did, you know, just kind of whatever stuff at her studio. So yeah. I didn't like learn too much about like the business or anything, but I saw like, first of all, that she was really good. I was like, oh damn, mm-hmm. you could be like a, you know, awesome wedding photographer. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be super cheesy, cheesy. or you awful. Could, you can make like beautiful photographs and, um, so that kind of like really inspired me because so I was like, oh wow, you can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And oh, 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 and so that's how I got my first second shooting job was with her studio manager at the oh, time. Oh, okay. Because they were trying to be nice to me. And <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this had- poor bitch needs a job. <laughs> Well, New York City can be so hard it when was, you first get here. Well, and then the tragic part of it all is like, I end up doing the second shooting job, and I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Like the like worst. you awful photos. Oh yeah, yeah. Like because the thing is so. Because, <laughs> no. So so what happens oh, no. is is uh, they're like okay cool nice to meet you. <laughs> so but oh, the thing no. is is because I had come from like this more formal background where I knew how to set everything up. Sure. And I needed and you like spent time like. Do it, you know, wedding photography is like, boom, 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 boom. It's, it's so rapid fast. Fire. Moments so you, happen so totally. fast. Totally. So you have to just be like on your toes, just like going, going, going. And I just didn't have that experience. Yeah. So it was not good. I was a terrible <laughs> wedding photographer when I started. You missed every crucial shot. Oh, no, I like, I got it, but it wasn't good or it was like totally overexposed yeah. or like I just was doing. This was still film or this was digital? No, this was digital. Got it. So yeah, I'm just like not, I just didn't do a very good didn't job. Didn't work well for I, you. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I, but I still thought, like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, 20-something. I could do this. Totally. So, <laughs> if she could do it, I could do totally. it. Totally. <laughs> but they were like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> not here. Not you here. shouldn't do it totally. here. <laughs> so I love then, it. So then I um, end up, you know, being like, okay, thanks for everything, ladies. And, you know, they were lovely, and I'm still friends with them to this day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So after that, I'm, like, sitting around going, like, how am I going to get second photographer jobs? Yeah, because now you, you knew it was a thing you could do. Now I knew I do. could do this. Not well, but you could yeah, do it. Yeah, that I sucked. <laughs> yeah. But I was willing to do it for nothing. Too. Sure. So then you'll get hired. Yes. So then I ended up, oh, Craigslist. I found some guy on Craigslist. Okay. And this guy 
was so hardcore. It was unbelievable. What do you mean by hardcore? Oh, scary. Oh. <laughs> Craigslist what? scary. Who's not surprised? No, but what's funny is now, like, other colleagues of mine know him and have worked with him before, okay. and so we just have, like, some funny jokes about that, but we won't get too into that. He who shall not be named? Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Scary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he's a good guy. He yeah. was just, like, super intense. Like, sure. I just had never worked with anybody like this and he's good and he has a successful business and that's not your energy like mel is very chill you're very chill i don't think intense in you totally would do well no so i'm like oh my god i'm like scared (laughs) and like literally but i'm doing jobs in new jersey like two hours away Uh so i'm like borrowing a car from my friend borrowing a second camera from another friend borrow like i'm just borrowing as much as i can until i figure out like to make some money oh yeah. yeah But literally making two hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, like, I'm doing, I'm doing like these crazy yeah. intense jobs in New Jersey with this guy who's like yelling at me and giving me like basketball signals, like like we're on the <laughs> fucking court or something from across the room. And then he would have like another guy and he'd be like pointing, and like doing all these signals. Oh, and I was it like, sounds so stressful. It was so stressful. <laughs> I would not respond well. No, it wasn't uh-uh. good. It wasn't good. But it was. So really- at our next wedding, when I give you basketball signals, totally. I was like, oh my god. Okay, so I ended up doing that not too many times because I think he didn't think I was very good either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping this trend will change in a few minutes. (laughs) So by this time, I'm like building my portfolio. So I have a little bit of work. Sure. But not a lot. I don't have much to show. So now it's just like, you know, once in a while, someone will be like, oh, because at this time, I was just not connected to the wedding industry at all. I did not know anybody. Mm -hmm. And because I wasn't that good, no one was trying to refer me business. Sure. Which is a valid point. <laughs> so I just didn't know anyone or yeah. anything, and I'm just like out there floating in the world with yeah. my crappy portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad second shooter shots. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Then, again, I think I turned to Craigslist. Craigslist has served me well, to be honest. Over sure. The years. You got to so, start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. If you're a new business and you have no idea, oh, I yeah. started on Craigslist. Oh, yeah. I'm like, honey. I was the cheapest bitch in Brooklyn on Craigslist. <laughs> I feel like there's also a threshold on Craigslist. Oh, totally. Yeah, You can't charge more than a certain amount or people are like, why are you on Craigslist? Totally. It's like, honey, go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So then I ended up getting another job for a company that basically just hired photographers and sent them out doing jobs. And again. Under their brand. Under their brand. Okay. And this was like, okay, so I go in. For my interview, and he really likes me, and he likes my portfolio, because at this time, I've kind of, like, honed in my portfolio. Sure, you're it figuring look, it out. Yeah, making it look like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, this guy really likes me, and I end up working for him for, like, a year. Okay. But literally getting paid nothing. But still, uh-huh. I didn't care, because I was like, I need any job right now. And a portfolio. And a portfolio. And I told him straight up, I was like... Um, I'm trying to build my own portfolio. Is it okay if I use these images for my own portfolio? Yeah, which is He's smart. like, sure. He's like, no problem. He can't pay you nothing and withhold totally, imagery. Totally. It's so got to be one or the other. Totally. So he let me use all the images, which was amazing because that's kind of unheard of. Yeah. So that's really how I got my chops because he would just send me out. I wouldn't know anything. Just barely. I'd just get like barely any concept of a timeline. Wouldn't know the class. Nothing. I'd just show up. Show like, up and shoot. Boom. And so then I just got really good at like figuring able it out. to shoot under any circumstance. Uh-huh. And so during that time, that's when I, you know, I'm working a lot now and I'm getting crazy experience. I'm working all over New York. Yeah. <clears throat> but still not really getting my own clients. I think I got like one client in that time or sure. something. I don't know. And at that time, I just start like networking like crazy, like but I don't even know how to do that yet. <laughs> but, but I start with going to Wedding Crashers. And in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I had never been to anything like this. I had no idea what I was It's a wedding into. fair in Brooklyn for those who aren't familiar. Yes, which I'm doing, by the way, this year. Oh, nice. So come see me. Um, <laughs> anyways, I end up meeting this woman who's really, I'm very short. Uh, and the other girl is very short. So we're in this huge crowded room, and we're very short. We kind of just, like, make eye contact. You find like, each other. Yeah, we just see each other. You have the same like, line hey, of sight. short person. <laughs> yeah. So then we, nothing happens, and then we, like, see each other again. So we keep bumping into each other because we're the two smallest people there. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's be friends. <laughs> so we end up being friends. Her name is Ashley Jurgensen. Okay. And she was starting a venue at that time mm-hmm. called Top of the Garden. Oh. So, yeah. That's that was kind of like my first in Midtown in entry into yeah. wedding world because Ashley 
was the most hardcore networker ever. Uh-huh. And she ended up introducing me to a lot of people. A million people. And she also took me to my very first Entwined, mm-hmm. which you I don't think you were there, uh, which was in Soho somewhere, Tribeca. And that ended up kind of like opening up my doors. And that's how I met Thea. And then it just kind of like rippled oh, down. Okay. Yeah. And so that's kind of like how it all went down. How it happened. Yeah. And you've clearly honed your skills. <laughs> I mean, I don't want people listening to think you're an okay, mediocre, like, second-shooter-style photographer. I mean, your work is exquisite. It's so beautiful. It's so emotive. Um, And you've been published everywhere, right? I mean, you're not going to tell me, but Martha Stewart, I mean, every major blog and print magazine you've been in. Yeah, so things have turned around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so, I want to hear more about your style though, because I think that definitely you have a unique style. I I think it's A, you're so easy to talk with and relate with, which I think allows couples to feel really comfortable. But on the back end, it's your editing as well. Right. There's sort of not, you don't, your photos don't look like everyone else's Mm -hmm, photos. mm -hmm. But what is that? Why is that? Well, I really attribute it to the fact that I spent so long learning color photography mm-hmm. film color photography yeah so like when i i don't know this to be a fact but i'm curious i'd love to ask other photographers like how did they learn if they learned from digital like what the what each color thing means because to me like i know what it, i know what color you need to use to balance this other color like i know it like scientifically instinctually not even instinctually scientific like i know the actual a plus b equals c yeah. equation so i'm like because of that like i can kind of shoot in any scenario because i'm like oh fluorescent light bulb is like 35k you know what i'm saying like Uh there's numbers like i know all of those kind of things because i went to school and you're calculating that in your mind simultaneously no 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 hells no i just know what no 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 i'm like she's a genius no absolutely not don't even think that so (laughs) um what happens is is i just i just kind of know what the scenario calls for like Uh in post yeah so like for instance like even in mixed lighting you go into a hotel room there's halogen light bulbs and there's tungsten light bulbs and there's daylight and i'm aware of the fact that each of those have a different color temperature so i go into the hotel room and i turn off all the lights because i'm like i ain't color correcting for three different light sources sure you know what i'm saying on all these getting ready oh yeah that's just not gonna work yeah or sometimes i do and i just figure out how to do it in post which doesn't always it's not always the greatest but i know how to make it look good sure yeah so um i think that's part of where my color thing comes from but your style, though, seems to be, and I don't know if moody is the right word or dark. I, your photos aren't dark. Right. But they're emotive in a way that's sort of not this, like, really bright or really, like, necessarily 100% true to color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You sort of have your own, for yeah. lack of a better word, filter. Sure, sure. The um, ambergris look. Sure. Okay. I will talk about that. And I think it's... Because I know you're not, like, an... Ins- I don't want to, like, call you an Instagram photographer right. as a filter. Right. But right. in the modern photography... It's the photograph then goes into Lightroom or a program of such. And you do have a filter. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Post-processing, but yeah. Post-processing. So, I feel like part of it is just like, for one, in my own photographs, I feel like I'm always trying to elevate everything to be just a little bit more, even just a little bit more beautiful. Even if the Uh scene is already beautiful, I want it to, like, sing a little bit. Okay. Like, so I'm, like, looking at the colors going, like, okay, can this pop a little more? Or sometimes does it need to be desaturated a little bit? Because I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm going for the vibe. Like, I'm definitely, like, even though I'm talking about all this technical stuff, at the end of the day, I'm not really that technical. It's uh-huh. like I learned it all. It's all in the back of my brain, and I kind of have thrown it all out the window. Sure. And now I'm doing everything more by feeling. Okay. Because I feel confident that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I don't The technique to, is down. The technique is so down. So now you're... So now it's like, I'm very much responding to everything in the moment. Uh-huh. And, and I do have this thing where I want people to feel beautiful in their photos. I want people to feel like, oh my God, like they want to remember that moment, even if it's just slightly different than how it was in terms of like the color, but th- that's how they're going to remember it anyway. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not going to be like, oh, that wasn't exactly orange or whatever it was it's just uh-huh. like i'm making it and turning it into something just a little bit heightened from what uh-huh. it was because i want you to like feel that feeling again yeah so that's part of probably and also like so like when digital first started it was just too i just remember being hyper aware of how sharp and clear everything was sure. and i was like no one wants to look at themselves like that in that light 
No. Interesting. It's not attractive. So I'm like, I just want everyone to feel like that was, I looked amazing. I looked so good. Yeah. I looked so happy. It was the best day of my life. And, you know, and also I think I'm super sensitive to it as well because I really don't like photos of myself. Mm-hmm. And I get mad at people when they take shitty pictures of me. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that to people. It's yeah. not nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, I'm like trying to like transmute some like love into there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so that's sort of your, and it also almost emulates film in a way. Mm-hmm. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Not obviously there's a difference, but sort of the tone of it mm-hmm. is similar. Absolutely. More yeah. so than like a classic right. or like something that doesn't edit the color drastically. Right. Um, and so what's your favorite kind of wedding? Like if you had a dream Ooh. client, what would they be? <sighs> that's a good question. For, number one, I love people who love to have fun. Because mm-hmm. um, I do have to say, there are some people who, who get a little too wrapped up and get, like, I feel like sometimes don't have fun on their wedding day. Because they're, they're so obsessed they're trying over to, like, every control detail. Everything, yeah. You know, and I don't, that's not my ideal client. My ideal client is just like, I've done everything that I can. It's going to be fabulous no matter what. Let's have fun. Let's party. Yeah. Okay. And those are my couples. Like, we have fun. Yeah. You know? Um, and I definitely like a more modern bride, um, or couple, sorry, not even just bride, um, that incorporates, you know, personal touches that, mm-hmm. that don't necessarily have to like adhere to rules. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a rule breaker and I think my clients kind of recognize that and they're yeah. like, oh, I can do whatever I want too. Okay. Yeah. And they should. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, and you're there to document it. Yes. Um, are there any questions that you think couples should ask photographers when hiring? And are there mm-hmm. any questions that are annoying to be asked when mm-hmm. you're getting hired or interviewed, I guess? Well, I always do really bad at this part. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Waiting, like this funny thing happens when I talk to clients where they where they go, okay, well, you tell us, I don't even know what to ask. And then I'm like, okay. But you I'm called just, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what happens, um, which is fine. Like, in a way, it kind of means, like, okay, you're not a person who's going down the checklist from the knot. Sure. So if you're going down the checklist on the knot, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Because a lot of that stuff just isn't necessary. Like, yeah. we know what we're doing. We're all professionals. Sure. But again, I understand from the client perspective, too, you don't really know that. At all, yeah. Yeah, so you do have to ask some questions, absolutely. Well, if and they if, were hiring the old you, right. they should better ask those questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you would generally that. know because of the price of the yeah. old you is well, different. The price, but also, like, you know, you can tell, like, most people who are established have a pretty large portfolio. Now I have sure. a pretty large portfolio. The gallery, yeah. Yeah, so there, it's not really, you know, too difficult to ascertain whether or not I know what I'm doing. Sure. And, um... Yeah, so one question that I think is always good to ask um, is, like, can I see a sample of a full wedding? Yeah. Because then you get to see, like, what the what they really do. Because there are some people who are really great at natural light portraits, but they might not be really great at doing a reception. Which is two very different worlds. Like, yes. If you don't know how to bring light into a dark space, yeah. that could yeah. be really awful. Yeah, so... It's important to kind of see, but some people might not even care. Some people are like, oh, we just want the portraits in the ceremony. And they're like, and really? So, I think Ooh. there's definitely people who don't, who are I like, get that. you know, are like, oh, I don't want pictures of myself like sweaty on the dance floor. Yeah, no problem, girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not, it's not for everybody. Sure. Um, so it just depends on what you want. Yeah. So seeing a full gallery is helpful to know the full range mm-hmm. of photos. Because mm-hmm. I think most people on their website are putting the top or the best photos Absolutely. and 85% of them are portraiture in natural light. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not necessarily saying hard to mess up, but right. much easier to do yeah. than a dark room. Yeah. Got it. So that's a good question that people should think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess, I don't know, there's something, um, I guess I'm going to call it like an amber magic that you have. There's a way about you that just Couples feel so comfortable with you. And I feel like that's maybe part of the reason you get such natural photos. But are there any tricks or tips that you have Mm. about that? That's a really good question. Um, Yeah. Well, for one, I try to be as, like, easygoing as possible because Mm -hmm. then that makes the other person feel easygoing. Sure, if you're stressed out, there's a problem. Yeah. And also... 
I kind of just try to keep it moving. Like, I don't like to let them be just sitting there too long. Sure. Awkward. No stagnation. Yeah, yeah. So I don't let there be too much stagnation. I definitely incorporate, like, a lot of walking and movement and stuff like that so that people feel, like, in their body and it's okay. Because if you let them stand there too long, they'll do this thing. They'll be like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Which is awkward. Totally. And I'm like, it's totally fine. Ah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And, And I joke with them, too. You know, I'm just like... Yeah, it's all good. I'm like, this is, you know, acknowledging that it's totally bizarre yeah. and weird. Because, like, I'm like, yeah, you don't really have a person following you around with the camera all day. It's, it's it. unnatural. Yeah. And it, I tell people how much I hate being photographed, too. Sure, which is fair. <laughs> I mean, it's a very few subset of people that are like, I love to be photographed. Totally, totally. <laughs> it's not a natural phenomenon. It's not natural. And that's totally fine that it's not natural. That doesn't mean you're, you know... You're not going to get great photos. Sure. (laughs) And I always tell couples, regardless of whether they want an engagement photo or not, Mm -hmm. they should definitely do it as a preparation for the wedding day. Do you share the same sentiments? Absolutely. Except I have a lot of couples who have foregone the engagement session. Last year, I didn't do as many. The year before, I did a lot. Mm -hmm. And last year, less people did it. And this year, I'm starting to get more again. Interesting. I, I don't know what that means or what the pattern is about that. But generally, I love doing engagement sessions. I think it's a really good thing to do. And I always tell people that. And I also don't try to, like, push things on people. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, I think it's a great idea, but you don't have to do it. It's not a big deal. And there's, I think there's a little bit of a, of a backlash because there's been, like, so many bad engagement photos, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what people think they're getting. Yeah. Even though they're seeing my work, they know Which it's isn't not bad necessarily going to be. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, like, people are afraid of being cheesy, kind of. Yeah. Which is refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're the opposite of that. Totally. Um, so I think that's part of what happens. Sometimes. But do you see a difference in a couple that does an engagement shoot with you on the wedding day photos versus a couple that doesn't? I think yes and no. It just depends on the couple. Because sure. um, there are definitely certain couples where I've seen, like, they were super nervous freaked out and that I did the engagement shoot and then they felt much more relaxed about it. But even so, I've even done one where they were so freaked out, client you might know, um, (laughs) (laughs) and they were so freaked out and I felt so freaked out after the shoot because I was like, oh my God, did I do a good job? I don't know. I was like scared. I know you called me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, "Um, I'm freaking out right now. They intimidated me. But they came out beautifully. But the photos came out great. But then again... There was a freak out for the wedding also. There was a freak out on the wedding too. Uh So I was like, it doesn't necessarily always... It's not a cure-all. Yeah. But it can help. Sure. So it can go either way. Because then I've also had certain clients where we don't do an engagement shoot or... Or I don't even meet the groom or someone before the wedding. Mm -hmm. So I had this one bride who's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do an engagement shoot. Yeah, because my fiance, he's just so hard, and he's he just he hates being photographed, and he's just going to be really tough. And So she's, like, freaking me out about it forever. Then we get to the wedding, and he ends up being so cool, and we end up just being, like, having so much oh. fun. And it's, like, it just depends. Like, I'm pretty good Personality's at reading people. Personality's a big people. thing. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I'm like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's just, I just kind of, like, was sarcastic with him and joked with him back, like, to make him feel at ease, like, this doesn't have to be cheesy. Like, yeah. let's just have fun. And he totally got it, and he loved me by the end, you know? Yeah. But it's, like. I'd never met him before, but in the moment, I'm just like, okay, cool. You got to make it work. Yeah, totally. I get where you're coming from. No worries. I mean, personality is a huge thing. And I say with all vendors, especially photographer, that's the person that the couple spends the most direct time with on their wedding day. Right. Like the planner you'll work with digitally, mostly florist, you'll really not see him on your wedding day. Right. But you should really love the personality or vibe with the personality of your photographer. Totally. Because if you're a bride, they're going to see you putting on a dress. Right. You know, like butt-ass naked. If you're a groom, they're going to see you maybe like buttoning up a shirt or like putting on a bow tie. And if you don't have the same energy, it could be really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So I think vibe is very crucial in selecting a wedding photographer. For sure. For sure. Um, Speaking of vibe, I just, we have to talk about the Grammys. Because you think somebody was robbed. I do. <laughs> Beyonce. I'm just like, how could this happen? Yeah. Like, they're both wonderful, magical yeah. humans, but Beyonce that album. changed the game last year Period. for everybody. Period. And on every level. On every level. Audio, video, performance, like everything. Yeah, yeah. So but she made a feature film. Yes. And it was incredible. And she did some, I just feel like it was something that no one's ever done before. Yeah. And it was a true feat, what mm. she did. And God bless Adele, but. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just a different category. <laughs> Goodbye. 
Adele. <laughs> she's so cute. I love her. Sure. But she did not do what Beyonce did, and she knew it. And, yeah. And, and she I said it. She talked about it because you know what? That was Beyonce got robbed. Yeah. yeah. And what about Beyonce's pregnancy announcement? <gasps> that photo shoot. Tell me your thoughts. Oh, God, this is a good one. Jen. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're asking me this. Um, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to articulate it. But I will say, first of all, I've never gotten so many text messages from people <laughs> sending me the photo. Really? As, yeah, like everyone's like, like literally. As if you I took think, it or something? No, no. As if like, you know, it's like, oh, the queen is having babies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like every, the whole world. This, yeah. It's like the photo that rang around the world in two seconds. Literally. Yes. It was mind blowing. It was yeah. mind blowing. I think that's never happened before. Sure. Like that kind of announcement that, that just like circulated that quickly. Yeah. It was astounding. Second of all. I looked at it, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I'm like, and I, and I knew people were going to hate on it. I mm-hmm. knew it was just so clear right away. That yeah. You love it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. And I just So which like, camp are you in? Oh, I love it. All and of it. The Every more people it. hate it, the more I love it. Fascinating. I don't hate it because I love, I love Beyonce and I love everything she does. But the styling of it was questionable for me. That was sort of where I was like, those panties and that bra with totally. that flower wall. I'm just confused oh, by I think all it's of it. Pure, I think it's incredible. I'm like okay. obsessed with it. I'm like so happy that she went there. And there's a deep familiarity. Um, I'm going to even pull this up for you right now. Um, because I knew what she was doing right away. And I knew that a lot of people weren't really going to get what she was doing. From an artistic perspective? Yeah, yeah. Um, which now we all know, because now we've seen it. She's the doing, full like, gallery. Whole, the what? We yeah, saw her full yeah, gallery. Totally. Yeah, totally. But it's, like, this Virgin Mary kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's a little, it's, it's like, definitely, um... I don't want to use the word campy, but something, uh, like, it's, it's, it knows what it's doing. Sure. It's not bad taste. Yeah. No, I didn't, I don't want to be in the camp that said it's bad taste or tasteless. Yeah. For me, I just felt like I love Beyonce, and I think people, because they're like, it's Beyonce, everything she does is magic. Totally. And I'll agree with that for the majority, but the panties really just, and the bra, that combo for me just wasn't cute. I forgot people freaked out about that. The flowers, the flower wall, like, I'm into all of that, but it was the panties and the bra. I know, I I forgot. People people had a little... And then, (laughs) I think it's also, like, Part of me is like, is she doing this because, to play the other side, the devil's advocate, there was all this controversy about her last pregnancy that she didn't even carry her own baby. Totally. Right? That she, like, never actually got pregnant last time. Right. And now she's like, bitches, this is me pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would agree Here is my belly, almost naked. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, argue this fact. Yeah. Oh, she's doing, like, the Virginia Guadalupe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the artist that she, the guy who photographed it is a really famous artist and photographer. Yeah. Who's, like, doing work that references old paintings. Uh-huh. And inserting, like, new narratives into them. Yeah, modern people and yes. old And one settings. thing that I found out that was really interesting was that um, he worked for a really famous photographer that I'm going to have to send you his name later. Uh-huh. Whose style is very similar to that. Got it. Very, very similar. So you can, Okay. And he even talks about it in an interview. Like, he's obviously influenced by him. Yeah. Um, which is, like, it's kind of like pop art meets folk art sure. kind of thing. And High and low. Yeah. And that's, like, what they're playing with. And, and I just love that Beyonce is bringing that into pop culture. Yeah. Because people... And the fact that she... You know, we all know she has control over her image. Period. And yeah. she's she's always playing with that. And it's really fascinating to me mm-hmm. because I hate to say this to someone who is, but I'm not really that big of a Beyonce fan. Like uh-huh. I've never been I think she's fine. I'm but literally until Lemonade came out, I was like, whatever. Like yeah. I was not even, You were neutral. Yeah, I was like, whatever. She was pop pop queen. Yeah, she just didn't do anything. 40. For me. Yeah. Lemonade came out and I was like, Oh my god, girl, you are going Your mind was blown. Ooh! I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm okay. with you now. All right. Um, and so ever since then, of course, I've been paying more attention to her and just seeing what she's doing. Um, and even her performance at, at the Grammys was incredible. Yeah. Also, I, like, a nod to religion with totally. her sort of crown. Yeah. Like she's going somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so it's amazing. Beautiful. I do love Queen Bee. I know. <laughs> so if people want to see your work, where can they find you? Uh, 
seen it all over the interwebs. Aside from Googling Amber yeah, Breast yeah. Photography. So, yeah, so my, my website is out there. I also have a blog that I've gotten much better about updating. Okay. Because last, I had to change my website. Now we're back. We're back on schedule. You're doing it. Yeah. You're in so, full action. Yeah, so the blog is a fun place because I don't just post wedding stuff there. Do a lot of traveling, so there's a bunch of uh-huh. travel stuff on there, too. And portraiture. Yeah, and portraits and everything. So there's that. There's Instagram, of course. And Instagram is Instagram.com slash... Photography. Perfect. Yeah, and that's probably the main, the main places. Yeah, and people should definitely check out your blog because your work is definitely much more than just weddings. Right. And your travel photography is super beautiful and your portraits and you have prints for sale. It's a whole magical place. Well, this has been so fun. Thanks for inviting me into your home and chatting. (laughs) Thanks, Jove. Weddings-ish! Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, listening, and downloading Weddings-ish with Jove. It means the world to me to have you uh, listening and supporting this podcast. If you have any questions about wedding planning or any topics you'd like us to cover or anything uh, you'd like to hear about, please send us an email, podcast at jovemeyerevents.com or tweet us at jovemeyer. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at jovemeyer and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it if you would take a moment and leave us a great five-star review on iTunes. Thanks so much. Weddings-ish! The music in this podcast was made by the fabulous Mel Flannery of Mixtape, a cover band for hipsters. Thanks, Mel. Love the jingle. Weddings-ish. Weddings-ish.